0: wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly.
2: Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. Greetings on this Tuesday from Studio B at Airline Drive, the headquarters of the Saints and Pelicans. This is your podcast. I'm Sean Kelly, and I hope that you're having a great Tuesday wherever you may be. Those of us down here in the Gulf South, uh, we're into that... Almost a late spring, early summertime pattern, and uh, not only with the weather, but that means also with rookie minicamp coming up here this weekend. We're also tracking the NBA playoffs as we go about. We're going to do primarily uh, football today. We'll say this. We had Sekou Smith on from NBA.com yesterday. He had some great stuff to say about these round two series, and some of those things that he brought up yesterday certainly played out last night. Golden State did themselves right by looking more like the Warriors in the regular season as they put a thumping on Memphis and send that game back to the Bay Area. And then the Atlanta Hawks, the other number one seed, also looked like they did back in the regular season where they could almost be unbeaten during a two- or three-month stretch there. Atlanta gets a big win last night over the Washington Wizards. But football today is primarily our focus. We're going to talk about two of the newest Saints, and we're going to do it through the eyes of those who had them at the college level. We're very pleased to bring in the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Dan Mullen, today. He'll be talking about Caleb Ewells, who was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Saints, a defensive lineman who also, (laughs) this is the uh, funny part, also played quarterback in high school, even with his size. Over six feet, up near 300 pounds. Quite a story about Caleb Ewells. And then the voice of the Missouri Tigers, Mike Kelly, makes his black and blue report debut today to talk about Saints' seventh-round draft pick, Marcus Murphy. Tomorrow we'll continue that series and talk about a couple of the the other new Saints, uh, and I'll share those with you before we get out of here on our podcast today. So football is our focus today. We're going to learn a lot more about Marcus Murphy and Caleb Yules today as they prepare for their first NFL rookie minicamp this weekend. Dan Mullen of Mississippi State with us in just a moment.
0: I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street, asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery.
4: I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends.
0: I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time.
4: And you, sir.
0: I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's club. quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot, $40 million. Must be at least $21 to purchase.
4: Do you have all the right moves to be a member of the hottest dance team in the NBA? The Pelicans dance team is having open auditions for their 2015-16 squad and you are invited to try out. Join us on Saturday, June 13th at the New Orleans Pelicans practice facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. For more information on how you can be a part of the Pelicans dance team, visit pelicans.com today.
0: What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackey, Seven Walls soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report.
2: We are pleased to have the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs on the Black and Blue Report with us here today. Dan Mullen, of course, is the head coach, 46-31, and 31 now, I think is the record for Coach Mullen after uh, being hired. What, gosh, Coach, it's been a few years now, 08, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I'll get about to go into my seventh season here with Mississippi State
2: been a good run so far, Coach. What have your What have your impressions of the SEC been so far at Mississippi State?
1: Well, it's great, you know. I mean, it's such a such a competitive conference. Uh, you know, it's so much fun to to play against the best teams in the country week in and week out. And you look at how strong the SEC West is right now. The uh it, it, it's just such an uh, exciting, fun time, and uh, certainly a challenge though when you got to play. Uh, you know, some of the every week I think you're playing a top 25 team. So. Uh, you you got to bring your A game every single week.
2: No doubt about that, Coach. The New Orleans Saints are extremely pleased to have Caleb Ewels now with us as a uh, undrafted free agent. I can't believe he didn't get drafted, but I'm certainly glad he'll be wearing black and gold here coming up.
1: Well, yeah, I think um, you know I think that's a huge get for the Saints. I mean, I was shocked he didn't get drafted. I think uh, you know he's got such a great skill set. I mean, uh, started uh, two years as a defensive end for us, two years as a three technique for us. Uh, you know, has a, a it was, you know all the way back from being a high school quarterback to a uh, to a, a big time college defensive lineman now going on to the NFL as a D lineman. Um, I, I think he's a uh, he's a great talent on and off the field. Really, a special kid.
2: He was able to make plays behind the line of scrimmage, um, and I'm curious as to whether or not you felt like his experience as a high school quarterback helped him as a defensive lineman.
1: Ah, boy, I. I, You know, I, I think it certainly helped him be a great athlete. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: um, yeah. You know, but when you look at him, you look at a guy that is, you know, about almost 6'4", you know, 300-plus pounds that is athletic as he is. Those guys are hard to find. And, uh, you know, I think he just, um, being a high school quarterback, understands the game of football well, has been a student of the game. And, um, you know, I, I also, though, he kind of brings more of like that uh, – the, the character that, that you expect out of a quarterback, you know, I mean, it, a lot of ways, he, he's that type of a young man.
2: Coach, he certainly has NFL size. What is it about his game, though, that will translate, you think, to the next level?
1: I think a little bit of, of his versatility, you know, his, his ability to move around and be comfortable at, at different positions, you know? He, uh, you know, he can shift and play the defensive end position, and he might not be... You know, a dynamic pass rusher coming off the edge, but certainly is going to be a big stout guy um, playing out there at defensive ending and is going to set an edge for the defense. Then all of a sudden, you move him inside, and he's an athletic defensive tackle um, that can make things happen and disrupt things on the inside as well. Uh, you know, and I think, it, uh, you know, he played a bunch of special teams even for us here at Mississippi State. So, um, when you look at a guy, when you're trying to manage the rosters there in the NFL and you have a much smaller roster, you have a guy that has as much diversity as he has, uh, I think makes him a very, very valuable player.
2: Did you talk to him, Coach, after he signed his new contract with the Saints?
1: I've not. I talked to him right before the draft, and, um, you know, he and his family, and, um, you know, and, and just told him, hey, you know, get yourself in a position to get ready to go play. Uh, and, and it all starts. I said, you know, to him. No matter what happens, whether you're drafted or not drafted, um, none of that in the end is going to matter. It all starts when you step on that field for practice number one, and you got to go earn everything, just like you did here. And uh, you know, and that's a message I know that he's going to follow through with.
2: Dan, uh, Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton have had a history now of making NFL careers out of guys that weren't necessarily drafted. They found a way to get undrafted free agents. Uh, into their system, and then have them go on to successful careers in the NFL. Um, lesson learned there for other college athletes that, that may or may not be too caught up in the draft. Or um, is there a message to be sent here, at least with a you know an example like Caleb's, perhaps?
1: Well, I do. I think I, I we can explain it to all our guys, um, you know, and everybody in the program that it it's the same way. Being a being drafted is no guarantee to anything. What you have to do is go earn your spot once that practice starts. And so, you know, when you look at Caleb Buells and you look at what he's been able to accomplish, what he did um, out of high school, the character he has uh, in his high school story, uh, into coming into college, into being a college graduate now, um, earning his degree, being a great football player on the field, um, you know, he's going to have a little bit of that edge and a little chip on his shoulder knowing that i got to go out there and i got to work from day one. And If I go work from day one uh, to the best of my potential as hard as I can, uh, I, I feel pretty confident he's going to make the team and 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 have a successful NFL career,
2: Coach. You mentioned his character and and the story coming out of high school at Yazoo City. There, um, this this uh, story about this uh, basically saving the day on a school bus with a young lady with a with a gun. Um, well, how did that story uh, hit you? I guess and and where did that fall in the timeline of of your recruiting of him?
1: Well, he had committed to us. He had been committed to us when that happened, and. Uh, you know, and I and I remember seeing it and, and really talking to him an awful lot about it, you know, because here's a, a young kid from, from Yazoo City, Mississippi, and, um, you know, uh, just a, a small-town country kid, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, he's on the Oprah Winfrey Show, and, uh, you know, <laughs> he's on Good Morning America. And, uh, you know, but he and I had a long talk of, uh, you know, I said, hey, just make sure you remember all this fame, all this attention that's coming to you, uh, and I don't think he was a big fan of it at the time. It was a little overwhelming. And I said, uh, uh, the character that you showed to save all those kids on that bus, you know, that to do what you did, that that character that's inside of you without thinking, in that moment that came forward, that's who you are. Don't forget about who you are. And no matter what happens, all the TV shows, all the hype, all the fame, it was that character that saved everybody on the bus. And that's the, make sure you remain that same person throughout your whole life. And, um, you know, and, and I've been proud of everything he's accomplished even even since then. But uh, it just shows uh, what type of a special person he is, you know, at, at those moments. When there's nothing planned when you're not thinking about it, what type of character is revealed at that point.
2: Coach, it's an amazing story, and, 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 and it speaks to what you're, I guess, describing as a well-balanced man. I think that's somebody you'd like to have always in your program. Um, with, with regard to life skills or – moving throughout your life without fear. Um, gosh, did you see that translate into the way that he played the game or were there other adverse situations that, that you looked back on that story and said that's rooted in that or that's why this young man succeeds?
1: I just think his, his whole growing up and where he's come from and he's had a tough road to get to where he is. You know, uh, Now, though, to be, uh, be married, be a college graduate, you know, ready to start a family on his own, having the opportunity to go play in the NFL, Shows what type of uh, a, a special guy he is, you know. And um, uh, you know, I, I never, I never saw any of that, you know, partly one way or another into football or any of that. Just every day, he kind of is, uh, you know, he's Caleb Ewell's and that wasn't that. Why I don't think that was him on one special day. That's just the type of young man that he is.
2: Coach Mullen, if 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 uh, Sean Payton or Rob Ryan were to pick up the phone and say. Hey, give me a scouting report on Caleb Yule's as far as me uh, knowing how to coach him. What would you tell them about the way to approach Caleb and his skill set? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what. The one thing he's going to – whatever you ask him to do, he's going to do. Uh, he's an extremely coachable young man. He wants to do it the right way. Almost to a point, almost tell him don't, don't coach him too much because he's going to want to do exactly what you tell him to do. And every once in a while you want to tell him, hey, why don't you go make some plays? And, uh, and stop doing what we coach you to do. Overcome this coaching and go be a playmaker out there on the field because, um, you know, I think mean, he's so conscientious about doing things the right way uh, that at times, you know, he, he's sitting there uh, so focused on technique and doing his job that he doesn't always make all the plays that he could. And, uh, you know, throughout his career, we've really worked with him into doing that into, hey, you know, sometimes you just got to go make a play. And, uh, and I think as his career uh, moved on, he did that a lot better.
2: Great answer, Coach. No doubt about it. Great point. Coach, uh, we're excited. I can't wait to see him at Rookie Minicamp coming up here. Uh, continued success for you at Mississippi State. All the best to you guys up there in, in Starkville, Coach.
1: Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me today.
2: That's Dan Mullen, head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We get Caleb Yules from his program here in the black and gold. We'll be right back.
0: Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing, it's good. I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report.
2: Well, Marcus Murphy ran a 4-5-3-40 at his pro day. His first team all-SEC, all-purpose uh, in 2014, starting 11 of the 14 games he played in. Even at 5'8", he's a, a powerhouse out of the University of Missouri, and the Saints were very pleased to get him in the seventh round. To learn more about Marcus Murphy, we begin. The voice of the Tigers himself, Mike Kelly's been there for a long, long time. One of the best in the SEC now, and he joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Mike, good morning. Thanks for joining us.
3: Sean, it's my pleasure. Great to hear your voice.
2: Thank you, sir. And the same goes here, and uh, we are very excited about Marcus Murphy. I think the coaching staff here with the Saints, Michael, was very pleased to get him uh, before the draft concluded a week ago Saturday. Um, There is a lot to like about this young man.
3: Yeah, and it begin with off-the-field stuff. I mean, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, looks you in the eye and, uh, you know, very confident in what he does but, but not arrogant. Um, you know, is, is, is a guy that's committed to the team, uh, will do whatever the team asks him to do. Um, and you just look at the different positions that he lined up at Missouri. Um, you know, they used him in the backfield. They used him in special teams. He played, lined up out wide as a wide receiver at times. Um, you know a dynamic player a guy that uh, you know diminutive in size but doesn't take a lot of direct hits because of his vision and because of his ability to uh, you know really make people miss with those feet so I think it was a great uh, a great selection by the Saints to get him in the seventh round and and, and he's a guy that uh, you know I think is going to have a long career in the NFL
2: Mike I keep thinking Darren Sproul's here am I wrong in this comparison
3: no, no, I mean, sprawl's probably from a, just a weight and a physique standpoint, probably a little bigger coming out of Kansas state than, than Marcus Murphy was coming out of Missouri, um, used a little bit differently than Marcus Murphy was in Missouri, but both made a tremendous impact on special teams. Murphy will get bigger. He will get stronger. Um, you know, once he gets a chance to spend a lot of time in new Orleans and working with the strength and conditioning people there uh the other side of it too i think you know history shows guys that now become uh, a football player full-time not that they're not a full-time player in college but now that's all they have to worry about don't have to worry about going to class etc uh, the class becomes the NFL and how to become um, you know a valuable member of any of any roster you know he'll he'll, he'll get bigger and stronger and uh, but but that's a great comparison i mean they're both I saw Darren Sproles in, in, in college at Kansas State. And, you know, he and, and, and Marcus Murphy have, have a trait that's really, really, um, you know, hard to teach, extremely hard to teach. Uh, and that's the ability, just to, to the vision, uh, to look one tackler uh, or one line further than where you're currently at. And, uh, you know, he's, he's dynamic. Um, you know, he ran the four or five. I think he might be faster than that when people are chasing him, Um, you know, because I didn't see him get caught from behind too often during his career at Missouri.
2: Wow. Great. uh, Great uh, lead into my next question. One thing that Sean Payton does, Mike, is he has a a very unique ability to get his weapons into space. What happens when Murphy gets
3: space? He catches the ball better than I think probably people would assume, Um, you know, that's, The reason why Missouri, with a depleted receiving core this year, was able to, at times, use him, you know, a wide receiver. But what happened is that they had some injuries at running back. Um, You know, they had a kid that was expected to be, you know, one of three people to share time at the running back position uh, with Murphy and a kid named Russell Hansborough. But uh, the young man had a hip injury and never played. uh, And, unfortunately, his career is probably over. But but they wanted to limit times that, that Murphy was on the field. Uh, but when they did get him in space, um, you know, he was, again, a guy that could could take a uh, you know, just a little swing pattern out of the backfield or just catch a bubble screen uh, when he lined out wide and, and, and his ability to make the first guy miss uh, is, is pretty remarkable. And, you know, you think about guys that are small, you know, in stature um, and, and you worry about, you know, because of the physical nature of the game, what type of shots are they going to take in open space? And, and, and he really didn't take too many because of his ability to see people and then to make them miss and and really not have to absorb a a uh, complete bolt blow, if you will. So, uh, really, uh, you know, again, I keep using the word dynamic. I think that's a, a really appropriate description of Marcus. Uh, but I think the other thing that that sometimes goes overlooked is just the type of team player that he is. I mean, his uh, his willingness to do whatever Missouri needed him to do his senior year was was pretty remarkable and if you ask him uh, he would have told you that they probably limited um, his plays too much that he wanted to be on the field for each and every play but again they were trying to be wise in terms of trying to spread uh, you know what he would have to absorb over a uh, over a 14 game schedule
2: voice of the Missouri Tigers Mike Kelly with us here on the black and blue report. Mike, one of the things that Coach Payton pointed out in his post-draft uh, post press conference was the kick return abilities of Marcus Murphy. Uh, wh- whether it's kickoff return or punt return, is there one that maybe Marcus does better than the other?
3: Uh, you know, Sean, really, I, I think he's equally adept at both. Um, you know, the the punt return becomes, I think, a little bit more, and I'm not taking away from the guys that block for you and, and, and set up the set up the line but you know he you make one guy miss on a on a, on a punt return and, and uh you know that then it, then it really becomes uh you know a, a challenge between the defender and the guy with the football uh, on kick returns <clears throat> i think it's more of a team type type approach in terms of the return but in both of those cases i go back to the vision thing and, and again the rare ability to be at one place on the field and to see one guy approaching but also have your vision another line further down the field and to be able to see the next line of defense that's coming. And that's one of those rare gifts that not many people have that Marcus certainly has. He's thinking one step ahead of who is ever trying to bring him down. And Again, he's one of those guys that once he makes somebody miss and gets into space, he's really difficult to catch.
2: I love the way that you started our visit. Mike talking about his off the field persona, if if you if you will, um, some guys are ready to make the jump to the NFL and handle the 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 pro I guess routine better than others. Um, this uh, strikes me as a young man who'll be ready for that that full time job that you speak of uh, almost right away. You know, even with rookie minicamp this weekend.
3: Well, yeah, and he's he's a guy. I remember having a conversation with him early last season. You know, when. You know, the conversation was, is okay, we've got a depleted receiving core. You know, you've lost your most talented receiver in Doriel Green Beckham uh, to an off the field issue. You've got two guys that are somewhat unproven. They've played a lot of football, but they've never been cast into a starter's role in Bud Sasser and Jimmy Hunt. Who can be that third player that comes in and, and, and has a chance to, you know, pick up? not only valuable receptions, but also be able to make plays in open space. And, and, and so it was Marcus Murphy. So his role expanded, and he was excited. You know, there was no trepidation, no fear whatsoever. It was like, give me the ball as much as I possibly can touch it. And the other thing, too, that's that's a little underrated, when we talked about Marcus Murphy in space, but Marcus Murphy as a running back he um, really became a, a, a credible threat for Missouri carrying the football. Uh, over the course of his time in Columbia. And, and again, small in size, small in nature can get in space because of his vision, but also, you know, can pick up some tough yardage as well. And, um, that's another part of his game that I think is probably a little bit under underrated is his ability to run with the football in traffic.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, while I've got you, Mike, you know, the conversation with sec football never stops down here in Louisiana, obviously with LSU. And then our neighbors, uh, all around us, uh, the folks, I think, down here are still trying to figure out Missouri football uh, overall and what Gary Pinkle's been able to do, especially in the last two seasons, I think has maybe caught some folks by surprise. Um, should they be surprised? Has it been a bit of a surprising start for Missouri in a new conference? Uh, if so or if not, why is that the case?
3: Well, you know, Sean, it's interesting because I get that question a lot from the people that uh, that live in this part of the country is, you know, what do the people in the sec think about missouri football and and i will tell you here's my impression is that despite winning the eastern division in back-to-back years to the to the old guard in the sec missouri is still a cute little story and what i mean by that is that yeah it's kind of nice that they've been able to come into the conference and you know win the eastern division but you know by the way florida's down and, You know, South Carolina is not what South Carolina usually is, and Georgia certainly isn't what the Georgia Bulldogs usually are. And so it's kind of a cute little story that Missouri's moved in and, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities. Now, the key phrase being taking advantage of opportunities. But the other thing, if if Missouri wants to be regarded uh, among the best in the Southeastern Conference, then there's really one word that will help uh, accomplish that feat, and that is win. If you want to be taken serious, then don't get to the conference championship game. Win the conference championship game. They had an opportunity in year one. Uh, had some turnovers in the fourth quarter against Auburn. Auburn ended up winning uh, the SEC championship game. Last year, they simply were blown out, beaten by a better Alabama team. It's it's okay to get there. Taking nothing away from winning these because that that you know takes. Uh, that, that that takes uh, effort. But if you want to be taken seriously in this league, you have to win the league. And until Missouri does that, I don't believe they're going to be held in the same regard as the other powers in the league.
2: Has recruiting changed for Missouri? I know that some of the other sports have lost a recruiting base but found new ones because of the new conference. What is it? What happens on the football side now?
3: Well, I think that what has happened with, with Mizzou football is that, yeah, they still, you know, they were very heavy into Texas um, and still remain very involved in the state of Texas, but they've also been able to, to, to really establish relationships, <clears throat> excuse me, particularly in the state of Florida and particularly in the state of uh, Georgia. And, uh, and And Missouri is getting more and more players each and every year out of both of those states, uh, as well as others that they continue to, uh, to 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 look at. As you know, Josh Henson, who's Missouri's offensive coordinator, spent some time with Les Miles at LSU, and so Louisiana is a is a place that Missouri migrates to and, and has tried to uh, you know create a footprint, if you will, uh, in that state. Um, and it, you know, it's they know that uh, to to be successful, that you know, particularly in this league, that's a defensive front league. I mean, you look at at the SEC, and I think that's the thing on the defensive side is that it's it's defined by big athletic guys that can run up front on the defensive side of the football. And those guys seem to hail from the southeastern part of the United States. And so Missouri's been able to, you know, really focus on that as well. Now, defensively, if you look at their front this coming year, they're going to have a kid from Hershey, Pennsylvania, a kid from Peoria, Illinois, and then probably uh, a young freshman from East St. Louis, Illinois, Terry Beckner, that was one of the, uh, you know, some people had him one, some people had him two in terms of recruits they play a 30 front, that's probably your three down linemen. Um, So, you know, maybe that that foils a little bit the the description of of Missouri trying to recruit the southeast, but it's certainly more of a priority than it's been, and I think you've seen more of an emphasis uh, towards the southeastern part of the United States and a little bit uh, away from the state of Texas.
2: Outstanding stuff. He's one of the best voices in college football, especially the SEC. That's Mike Kelly. The voice of the Missouri Tigers. Mike, thank you very much. We'll keep a hold of Marcus Murphy, I think, for a while, based on what you said and I think what Coach saw, too. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing him this weekend at Rookie Minicamp. All the best to you and the Tigers.
3: You're going to like it. Thank you.
2: Mike Kelly with us, and we'll be back after this.
4: Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866 Auctioner for a same day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
0: He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report.
2: Tomorrow, we'll continue our conversation about the newest Saints as we get again ready for rookie minicamp, which will run the 15th, the 16th, and the 17th. Tomorrow, we'll learn more about Tyler Davison and Haoli Kakaha, uh, both guys uh, joining the Saints this weekend and uh, we'll use their beat writers from college to learn a little bit more about them, including Adam Jude of the Seattle Times, and we'll get the resources of the Fresno Bee with us as we uh, continue the black and blue report this week for the Wednesday edition tomorrow. Our thanks today to Dan Mullen. What a great guest he was from Mississippi State and Mike Kelly, too. Great perspective from the voice of the Missouri Tigers. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody. I hope it's a great one for you. I'm Sean Kelly and for Daniel Salerson. Our producer and co host here on the Black and Blue Report. And we stay so long for just a while.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.